Thank you for joining us once again on Growing Up on Death Row at 17. I'm back here with my co-host, Brian Settings. Brian, good evening. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing today, Dave? Doing great. Doing great. I know uh, you had a big day on Sunday. It was an eventful day, and you saw some people that you hadn't seen in a little bit, and you want to talk about that? Yeah, and it was like 90 of us that were put in prison as kids and got our cases overturned and released. So last year, a guy named Michael Vinson, what we call him Fat Mikey, founded it, man. Today, when we got released that year, he came up with a bright idea of having everybody meet up for a picnic. And it was a brilliant idea for real because the first time we did it, I met up, it was like 50 of us. But this time, it was a whole lot. Even has some media exposure. I know it was on uh, Channel 5 here in St. Louis. And I know some other folks reached out or did interviews with you on the radio side that we'll, we'll hopefully hear soon. But it sounds like all in all, it was a great event and good for folks to get together. And what were the raffles all about? The raffle was for TVs. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a raffle for kids to win big screen TVs. They had crock pots, air fryers, children clothes that was free, grown men clothes that were free, female clothes that was free. Basically, it was almost like giving back to the community as well. And the reason I knew it was a, a good turnout, man, because when we see each other and all of us be around each other, we get back in harmony real fast. We used to being with each other. We used to being around each other. We used to depend on each other, and it, it, it you feel so safe, man. And I loved it, man, because it's almost like I was back around my own kind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But everybody's free. That's the positive, positive side to it. Right. Everybody's free. And the positive part was about giving back to the community. Uh, I like that you said giving back to the community. And for guys that went away and have come back home, that's definitely something good for them to be able to give back. Because a lot of times society views you people who've been incarcerated as they took away from society. Yeah, they classified as undesirable. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right. And uh, basically we had to show just because we did all that time, man, we actually took responsibility for ourselves and our actions, man. And not only that, David, we was able to get out of prison, able to build, able to get a job, build your credit. We were able to do all these things we never thought that we would do again in life. So actually, man, for real, all those guys that was at that picnic, man, they all know the true meaning of life. And that's why all of them are so successful. That's why all of us going in almost a successful direction because we gave up on club and we gave up on all this old crazy stuff that give meaning to nothing. But people will kill you over. We gave up all of that. We just want to live, be happy, man, give back to the kids and, and let the parents know, man, these teenagers out here, no matter what kind of guns they carry, what they do, they still our future, man. And we don't try to catch them and hold them. We giving up on ourselves. We give up on them, man, because the thing of it is somebody got to be responsible. So all of us came together. It was like 70 of us. And we were like, well, if the parents won't do it, we'll do it. And if I see mm. some kids somewhere they ain't got shoes, I go get it for them. If you ain't got nothing to eat, I'm going to buy it for them. Uh, because I feel that this, a child is not a position to take care of themselves. They don't have bank cards and all this old stuff for it. So when they want something, and it might not even be a need. They probably just want it, you know what I'm saying, because they hungry or whatnot. And I always step in and give it to them. So my thing is, man, I love life. I love God, man. I love growing up on death row at 17. And I love all the brothers that was at the park, man, because we all put our fists together that day. 
and look what turned out. It was a beautiful thing, man. You know, you know what I'm saying? Every last one of them convicts that they talked about, them the same guys that was running the barbecue pit at the park. Them the same guys. Yep. Right, the undesirable. Them the same undesirable people we classified as giving away screen, big screen TV, giving away clothes. I mean, kids came our book bag, book pack. They even had baby strollers. I mean, everything that a child or a mother needed to take care of family. Man, all man who didn't have shirt drawers, he got all of that too. You know what I'm saying? And the mm-hmm. thing of it is, we all walked away with nothing physically, but we walked away with a lot in our heart because we know we did the right thing, man. And we're going to continue to do it. Now, I know you were one of the people who went up on stage and, and gave a speech. What did you talk about? Well, basically, man, the only thing I really, the speech part, I really didn't give him my 100. You know what I'm saying? All right. of it. But I got up there and I had people acknowledge who I was. You know what I'm saying? All the brothers that's in organizations or that's running organizations or trying to build podcasts and stuff like that, we all got up. And I let up. My name was Brian Seth, man. I did 31 years in prison since age 17, got out at 48. I didn't accomplish a lot of goals. I didn't did a lot of things that was not only helpful for me, but helpful for the community and for the Senate committee and everybody else well, that governs law to see that by us being locked, being locked, locked in their cage like that for all those years, we actually took the positive out of it. And a person like, what do positive come out of prison? Positive, it's a lot of things that's positive come out of prison. When you take responsibility for yourself, I started going to classes. I started speaking in prison. I started holding the Square State program. I started all this while I was in there years before I got released. So my thing is I had to build this up within myself so I can come out here and give back to society, man. I just I didn't just come out here big and David. Ain't nobody gave me nothing. Ain't nobody bought me nothing. I went and did it all my own, man. Built my own crib. You know what I'm saying? Set back. Mm-hmm. And I got myself together, man. And I'm steady building, steady getting myself together. But at the same time, the community is a love community. Black people, I love them to death, man. You know what I'm saying? But the thing of it is, we give up on each other too easy. You know what I'm saying? But that sounds like it was a great event. I look forward to next year. I know I couldn't go to this one, but just in talking to a few people that were there who will be hooking up with us down the line and working mm-hmm. with us, I can't wait to be there my damn self. You know, and Are it you where well, they asked in the spirit of it all. You know, that they, that's the main they, thing. They asked about you. They right. asked about you. They, matter of fact, a few of them asked Bobo, all of them like, man, why did I said David was busy, but at the same time, I didn't want to go at first. I don't know if it was anxiety or what, you know what I'm saying? But when I got there and I seen all my old brothers, man, that I grew up with his kids, you know what I'm saying, fought yeah. with and shit. All that fear and anxiety went away, man. It felt like I was at I felt like I was in heaven with him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. One female got up there and gave a speech. I don't know who she is. I think she was out of one of them little organizations out of Columbia, right? And it was so many people there. And she got up and said, basically, man, I want everybody to know, just take a look at all them brothers right there that was locked up all those years. Y'all don't even know what type of people y'all got around y'all. You know what I'm saying? Those dudes are genuine. They solid. And they were still something that a lot of people would have died of. You know what I'm saying? They couldn't survive with. Mm. And, and she just pointed out the realness of those guys. You know what I'm saying? But we could have came out here bitter because we were put in prison that long. We could have came out here angry. 
but you're not solving nothing bitter or angry, man. You're just digging a big old hole, man. And sometimes you got to quit digging because you'll fall in that motherfucker. Yeah, and speaking to one of the people who was there, the thing she mentioned to me, if you served a day or you served 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, everybody has a common brotherhood and a, a common connection and everybody feels, like you said, safe together. Right. You, you all right. connect and you, right. you all understood what you went through to, to now to be able to enjoy that freedom that you have. I'll tell you something, we're enjoying it a lot. And the thing of it is, when I ended my speech, I was letting them know this is a beautiful thing, man. I almost didn't come because of certain situations mentally that I have about the situation, but I went on, overcame it and went. And I told them, I said, the best thing about is all we all know who's doing the right thing if everybody's still showing up at the same time once a year at this picnic. That's how we keep count of them. That's how we know what they're doing. If they out here in the streets catching cases or something like that, if they were doing anything negative, they would have never made it to that picnic. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's the way we keep up with each other, man, by coming to that picnic. Everybody got to come. You know what I'm saying? Because it ain't my picnic. It ain't his picnic. It's our picnic. It's for everybody that served that time. And it started off, like I say, the first picnic, you probably only had like 40 or 50 people. This time it was over 100 some people. And it's going to continue to grow and grow and grow because... The picnic stands for something. And see, that's what a lot of people don't understand. The picnic wasn't just a picnic to give away food. It stands for something. It's showing society, man, that we do have solidarity. We do have a heart. We do care. We do love. We do understand what we did, and we understood the consequences of it afterwards because we did it in the beginning. But that picnic is something that's real important to me and for us to get in and we all put our money together today we bought all this meat we got all this food we got all these everybody shifting their money because they said a, a, a divided house cannot stand but when everybody come together man you can make that motherfucker solid you know mm -hmm. and that's what we did they we had friends i ain't seen over 20 years man all these dudes here still looking good and the love it wasn't no tension it wasn't no backbiting it was just so beautiful man to where Everybody, when it was over with, everybody was like, man, everybody gave us together hugs. We had our brothers come out of Kansas City that was locked up with us. Everybody gave hugs, phone numbers, everybody changed gifts. And we all said, next year, we're going to be here. And we're going to continue to do this, man. Yeah. I love it.